You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Whoa, that's me. I better get talking here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are a drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What's that mean? Well, we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word, and then we uh, get on the radio here and talk about what God showed us, maybe personally for our own lives, or maybe something that, that might apply to anyone's life out there. And of course, the Bible is true, and there's all sorts of great things in here for all of us. The other thing is I do this with a co-host. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? Great, Pastor Dan. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. I appreciate you asking. And uh, we do want you to know, though, we're at a kind of a, a little different time in morning breath. Every first of the year, we do some things to amp up our seeking of the Lord, maybe get more focused in our seeking of the Lord. We do this in conjunction with East Coast Christian Center, but you don't have to go to East Coast Christian Center to do it. You can. Well, I have friends all over the country that do this. We have a devotion we've written for 21 days, and we have 21 days of prayer and fasting with a devotion. So it kind of pulls us all together on the same subject, reading the same thing, thinking you know the same way, and it helps pull us together as a church, but it helps pull us together as a body of Christ too. So We've got all sorts of things going on. Pastor Mark, you can tell them a few of the things that we've got going on, if you'd like. We jump right into that. Sure. What, do you want me to tell them the, how to get the devotional yeah, guide and all that any first? Of that, yeah. Okay, let's do that first. So let's talk about how to get the devotional guide. We want you to know well, you've, the Morning Breath Guide, which is also the devotional guide at this point. So go to the East Coast app or to our website, uh, get on the podcast page, and you can uh, find our chapter guide. It tells you where we're going to be, and if you're reading the devotional with us, that's where we're going to be each day. Kind of give you a break it down for you so that you know each podcast podcast is, or radio broadcast is going to be about this chapter and this devotional. Yeah. Um, so uh, make sure you do that. You can always call the office, 232-1452-1060, and we can email or mail you a guide. Uh, you can pick one up uh, you know, that way as yeah. well. I'm trying to think if we got—are we going to have them on the weekends? Yeah, we'll have yeah. the services yeah. as long as they last. I yeah, mean, we until did, we're out of them. Yeah, until we're out of them. But yeah, if that's you come a paper to church, copy. Yeah. But you go you go online, and that one never runs out. It's always <laughs> there. The, so that's yeah. right. We're on uh, day four of that uh, today. That's uh, right. So uh, it's going to be a good one. We started this uh, on the tenth, and so uh, here we are on day four. Yeah, and uh, we're also on day four of this. We're doing a week of morning prayer at seven a.m., which is awesome. We're on the third day of that. Started Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we've got Thursday and Friday. That'll be going on. We also have 24 hours of prayer that starts tonight at 6 p.m. So if you'd like to get involved in that, you can come and pray. We're praying around the clock here at the Parkway Worship Center. I mean, if you're the if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, can't go back to sleep. I got some place for you to go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull up at 680 North Courtney and come on inside and pray. Yeah, we'd love to have you or any time during the next 24 hours. And we're also doing some cool things with a worship service at six, a worship service again at 7:30. We've got mezzanine band playing, don't we? During 12 a.m. midnight, 12 a.m. at midnight. There's all sorts of cool. And good things going on. We invite you to be involved in. There's also TNT is playing at 5. 5 a.m.? On Thursday. Nice. Not 5 a.m., 5, 5 p.m. 5 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh, to close the, it out. To close it out. Nice. Yep. Love it. Love Our it. Love band. it. Yeah, I was surprised that the youth band was coming at 5 a.m. That seemed weird. <laughs> but 5 p.m. sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll just be waking up. Yeah, like, good morning. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Especially if they're up most of the night praying. We'll just be getting up at five. But anyway, <laughs> we'd love to have you involved in all of that stuff going on. I know all that. We threw a lot at you. But if you go online or get the app, 
all the stuff is pretty clear there and gets you in the right place at the right time. Yeah, we're going to be doing prayer at Riviera property too on Monday. Oh, good point. Yeah, the 18th. Yeah, um, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Is that a.m. or p.m.? That's a.m. Okay, I want to make sure yeah. I'm with you. Same time as uh, the morning prayer. We're going gotcha. to do it. And there'll be some worship out there, and uh, it'll be good. Awesome. It'll be really good. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's we can it. jump into the Word here. Second well. uh 2 Corinthians 4 in the New King James. Yeah, we have, oh, we've only got 18 verses, so uh, I'll split it right at 9, and uh, I'll read the first 9, you read the last 9. That works. We so, got it. I'll get you started. Pastor Dan, I say unto you, read, sir. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who, let me get that right, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Verse 10, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Ah. Men. It's a really powerful chapter. It's one of my favorites in, in the Bible. Uh, there's so much stuff going on here that's, that's powerful. A couple of things right off the bat, and I know we have a devotion, and we don't, you know, it's there, and we may get to some of that. And it is so important to walk in forgiveness, to forgive those around us, and that's what the devotion's on. But just to start this out, it's, this is part of how I pray for people who need to receive Jesus. In the beginning of this chapter— it talks about the gospel being veiled, and it's veiled to those who are perishing. Notice what it says next, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Now, we know who the God of this age is because Jesus made that clear earlier. And, you know, if you read your New Testament, you know that God of this age or the God of the air uh, is Satan. It's the devil. And so what's this saying? It says the devil has blinded minds. So one of the first things I pray for people who don't know the Lord 
is I pray that the blinders would come off their minds. Because, you know, I had all these weird beliefs before I started believing the Bible. Mm. You know, my sister, for example, believes, believed before, you know, that this life was hell because she was having a tough life and that when we die, we all go to heaven. We can come up with any sort of thing we want, you know, and I mean, we could go to cave writings, you know, or drawings and come up with, oh, this is the truth. But, but those are really blinders to keep us from seeing the truth that he is and only he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so that's what I pray, one of the first things I pray, and I believe one of the most powerful things you can pray for people who don't know the Lord, is I pray for the blinders to come off their mind and for them to see the light of the glorious gospel. Because when you see the good news, it's pretty obvious it's the best deal Amen. in town. Yeah. And so that's one of the things I pray. So that's one of, as you start this chapter, some of the super powerful things in it. I love uh, at the beginning of the chapter, of course, you know, where he's jumping into the middle of a thought here. Yes. Uh, therefore, since we have this ministry, what's he talking about? Why is it therefore? Yeah, what's <laughs> what's therefore? So you go back a little bit and you look at uh, you look at uh, Galatians. I'm sorry, Second Corinthians three here, and and he's talking about the new covenant. And so there he says, therefore, since we have this ministry, the new covenant ministry, yep. not the old covenant, yep. the, the spirit and not the letter. And I love that because he's he's saying we. Because of that ministry, we don't lose heart. In other words, if you're ministering the new covenant, you're ministering the gospel of what Jesus Christ has done for us, that's a heartening message. Absolutely. When you're trying to minister religion, when you're trying to minister law, when you're trying to minister performance, you're going to lose heart. It's designed to make you lose heart. That's what it was for, to make you despair of being able ever to to succeed so that you fall on your knees and ask for a Savior, and then we have our Savior. But I love that he says, you know, I, I just love that picture, that we understand that the new covenant was given to us so that we would have heart, that we would have reason to be encouraged, and that we would be able uh, to live fully. You know, he talks about that, but he also goes into saying, um, we do not walk in craftiness nor handling the Word of God deceitfully. That's an that's an interesting line. I yeah. like it. I thought a lot about it this morning. Well, and, and to <clears> me, when I look at that, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, Pastor Dan. When I look at that, as he's, you know, in the context yes. of comparing the Old Covenant and the New, and comparing religion to grace, to me, if I look back, uh, you know, across church history, um, I see that when, in my opinion, the Word of God gets handled deceitfully when it gets turned into law. That's just, and that's one element. There are yeah. other ways oh, it can be lots. done, um, but that's. Can one I of the give things, an example of yeah, that real quick? That. Yeah. Well, one thing that stood out in this, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to speak the truth in love. If you are, let's say, lighting a candle and spending money to do it to get something to happen, or they used to call that indulgences, where they would pay the priest money to get somebody out of purgatory and into heaven. That is the epitome, one of the epitomes of, I think, handling the word deceitfully. Uh, another way could be now to pick on people more in my generation and my sort of religious area is if you start doing this big gimmick of, oh, yes, we'll get you a, th- a thorn from the, from the crown of thorns or we'll get you a bit of wood from the cross if you'll only give $1,000 to our ministry over here. All those things are handling the word deceitfully for your own gain, but, but it's just what Mark's saying in a blatant way. And I think Mark's going to talk to you about it in a more subtle way, but just as dangerous. So what they're trying to do is get you to do something 
to get something, which is works and law. Yeah. And that's, I believe, overt and obvious. But religion very often is very covert. And that's why it says deceitfully or craftiness. Mm -hmm. Because it's not always just that open, like, oh, I get that. That is a work. And that's silly. Well, I'm not going to pay money to get somebody out of purgatory. I don't believe in purgatory. But when it's, you know, oh, you know, more just a old covenant works thing, it can kind of, it, it hangs a lot. There's a lot of people living in works right now. Go ahead, Pastor Mark. Well, and I, I think tying those two things together, Pastor Dan, is ultimately um, if you're, if you use the Bible to teach people um, <laughs> that they need to work, they're always going to come to you for answers. Ooh. And I think that's that's where you really, and if you look again, looking back across church history, that's typically what you saw was you saw one group of people who were teaching everybody else that there had to be certain amount of works or there, there had to be, and you know, the blatant stuff, like you said, like with yeah. indulgences, but yeah. also, you know, why did this not work in my life, Pastor? Well, it's because you have sin. Mm. And, you, you know, and, and now now you're building yourself up because it, the, there's too many times when it makes it, a pastor makes himself look like he's above everybody. Um, I even remember a friend of mine um, who's who's in the ministry. He said he came up under pastors, under a pastor who said, um, and I think we've even mentioned this before on the show. He came up under a pastor who said, uh, never if you're as you're in the ministry, never ever let them know that you fight with your wife. Never ever talk <laughs> about those things. Always, and so there was always this image that the pastor had everything perfect, um, and so you always just felt like a bum. And it was a lie. Yeah, because you couldn't do it perfect because yeah. nobody does except and that's, Jesus. That's handling the word of God deceitfully. Oh, that's good. And so I just think, and that's a, and I think that's something that people run into is they feel like they can't measure up, and a lot of times the measuring up has been because somebody handled the word of God to tell them that they had to measure up mm. instead of really clarifying that Jesus has measured up yeah. for us. Great, great picture. You know, one of the reasons I've I've had some pushback before in my lifetime, but like at the end of a service, I don't pray for people. Um, generally speaking, I will if something comes up and it happens, but it's not like, okay, the great man preached. Now the great man's going to pray for everybody. Yeah. That is not a biblical principle on any shape, any way, shape or form. That's why we have regular people from the church praying for one another, because that's what the Bible says. Pray for one another. It doesn't say, go get your pastor to pray for you. There are very rare instances where it says something like that. And that's like if you're sick and are bedridden, it says go get the elders to anoint you with oil. Um, I believe that picture right there is is one of the rare times you go to somebody like that to get an answer. Um, and the only reason is because you're bedridden. But here's here's a verse that, that means a lot to me, and it's it's just a powerful verse in this respect. It, it says that the in in I think it's Isaiah 66 uh, verse uh, yeah, I can't find it. I think it's verse can't find it. Anyway, it says the the, the new wine is found in the cluster. Mm. And that means that that new covenant is in the body not in one figure somewhere. And anytime you're pushed back to one figure or one person or one somebody that has the answers, if that isn't Jesus and if that isn't the word, it's wrong. And I don't care who it is or when it is, one person is never the answer. It's always going to be God is building his church and the church 
can hear from God and can receive everything God has because Jesus died for us all equally. Amen. And we have it all available to all of us all the time. Well, that's what Paul says in verse 5. We do not preach ourselves, <laughs> but good. Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, what does he say? You're bondservants for wait, Jesus. Wait a minute. In other words, people in ministry ought to serve? Yeah. That's, that's a weird principle. The lead servants. That's a weird principle. Yeah, and why? And he goes on. He says, for it is the God who commanded light yes. to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts. Why Why are we not preaching ourselves and preaching Jesus? Because God is the one who has shined that light, and it's the knowledge of the glory of God in the face yes. of Jesus Christ. Yes. It's so amazing. When we look at Jesus, we see the exact representation of God, it says in Hebrews chapter 1. He is the express image of the Father. Yeah. Jesus said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. If you want to know what God's like, look at Jesus, and then you see What's the true heart What's interesting is tomorrow we do uh, John 14, <laughs> and we get into all of this stuff where Jesus is saying, well, Philip, don't you know me? Yeah. I'm the father. You know, wow. if you see me, you've seen the father. So it's interesting. That's our devotion. A preview. Little preview. Um, I love where he talks about speaking the word of faith. He mm, says, and oh, since we have so the powerful. same spirit of faith, this is in verse 13, we have the same spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Why? Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and present us with you. And I just love that idea that what, you know, Pastor Dan, you've, you've, I've been, you know, part under your ministry for a lot of years, and a big part of what I've learned, uh, I never really heard anybody talk about speaking your faith before I started coming to East Coast Christian Center, and it's just, I mean, it's the reality that we are called to say it. Well, you know, to be honest with you, what was really cool for me in this devotion was that section. And if you just got down to my personal revelation this morning, this year, Carolyn and I have re— sort of re-energize in this direction. We want to speak the word more. We want to speak faith more. Um, there was a time in my life many, many years ago when some people I was in ministry with really got down on, and I'm going to use, use the phrase we used to word, the word of faith message. And I understand that, and there's error, and you can get in religion any direction you go and carry something too far. But what we found when we got negative on it, we ended up a year later and looked at our lives and we thought, are, are we actually better for going in this direction or worse? And we found ourselves much worse. And we said, I don't know about all of them, but we're going to go back to speaking the word and letting the word be true and every man a liar. And we changed back our direction to say, hey, we're, we're going to speak faith. We're going to believe God. And it, that's what's going to come out of my mouth. And I'd rather fail doing that than succeed, mm. you know, complaining about what the Bible says. And we just, we have this year re-energized ourselves in this direction to say, Lord, help us to speak the word more and have a biblical answer for everything. And what's really crazy is yesterday I got an opportunity to share with someone a bunch of biblical stuff on finances and raising kids. And I just kept speaking the word to them. And this is the reason we believe this. We don't believe this because it's worked in our lives. We believe this because the Bible said so. And it, even if it never worked in our lives, it would still be true. Yes. Because the Bible says it. Anyway, long story short is, it was an incredible moment of just sharing with somebody, and God really showed up. Speak the word. Speak faith. It's powerful. Yeah, and so just for some of you who may be not even sure what that means, <laughs> you know, it says, I believed and therefore I spoke. 
And so we also believe and therefore speak. So speak what you speak what you believe. And that's why I love Pastor, you said that it, it starts with the word. Yeah. You believe what you see in the word even before you see it in your life. You believe what the Bible says, and then you set your expectation to see that in your life. It doesn't say, I spoke, and therefore I believed, or it doesn't say, I saw it happen, and therefore I spoke. You believed it first, uh, before the financial breakthrough came. You believed and therefore spoke. See, how did you get saved? Before you ever saw Jesus, you said, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that's the way faith works, period. It worked that way when you got saved. You believed in your heart, you said it. Every bit of this scripture that you believe in your heart and say, that's how you walk in faith. And so I live the same way I was born again, by believing in my heart, reading the scripture, receiving it into my heart, and then saying it back out of my mouth. It's super powerful. I need to hear myself say things like, by his stripes, I were healed. I need to hear things like that coming out of my mouth into my ears. There's something powerful about speaking the word, believing it, speaking it, and then hearing yourself do that. It's just a powerful thing. It changed my life. I, you can do with that what you want, but it sure. changed my life. Yeah. When you take hold of this kind of thing and you begin to walk it out consistently, it's not going to be something you do once. <laughs> It's, yeah. it, it becomes something that you do as just a, a it's almost, you know, if you're going to breathe, you need to be you speaking live. the Word of God. It's yeah. the way you live. Absolutely. And so what's the purpose of all this? It says in verse 15, for all things are for your sakes that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. What happens when you see breakthrough in your life? You give thanksgiving and it glorifies God. What happens when you speak the word and somebody's you somebody sees you speak the come word on, come on. and it and it manifests in your life? It causes thanksgiving to abound. But to it the glory also of can God. change their life. Yes, I, I you could see if somebody watches you do that and God gets glory and that's all you know a primary. The other primary is. Other people out there are desperate for the same change you just got in your life. And if they see a real way that isn't, you know, some info ad out there on TV, but a solid living example of a person in their life who's got a servant's heart, who cares about them, living and speaking the word, it makes a difference in their life. Absolutely. It's powerful. It's, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful to see the word of God manifested in somebody's life. And it's all about abounding to the glory of God. You know what? God created us mm. to worship him. He created us. It says, by his will, all things exist and were created. Uh, Another translation of that verse is for his pleasure. You know what? When God is glorified, that's the culmination of everything that we were created to do. You know, when when God's glorified, we've succeeded. Amen. Amen. You know, we've won. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We'll talk a little bit more about it. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Thank you, Nick. It ends this chapter with, I think it's just an incredible way to do life. And I think coming out of 2020 and moving into 2021, there's just so much stuff up in the air, at least from my point of view in the world today. And uh, so much stuff has gone on in 2020. The advice towards the end of this chapter, I think is crucial for moving forward. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more and exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are are eternal. And it's so great advice, great stuff. You're going to you know, have all this stuff work for your favor and for eternal way to glory, but it's only while you focus on the right thing. Yeah. What is the right thing? The eternal, the Word of God, the things of God. So you're going to get an opportunity now to look at something in the world we're in as opposed to what's actually happening in your life. Let's say you're faced with a financial trial or a physical trial or an emotional or a relational, and you could go right on to all the L's, you know, re, you know, ending in A-L stuff <laughs> going on out there. 
And when you when you experience them, what are you going to focus on? And it's hard when you're in pain, and it's hard when things are going wrong in your life. It's hard when things you don't believe or agree with are going on in the world. But the truth is, we can still have an exceeding moment of glory with God if we'll just focus on the right thing. Look at the eternal. Yeah, fix your eyes on Jesus, my Bible says. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. Lay everything else aside, the weights, the sins, all that stuff, and just fix your eyes on the one who has saved you. That's right. Amen, Pastor Dan. It's a great picture, Mark. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Get into the devotion, and we'll see you at prayer tomorrow morning. Bye. Bye, Mark. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.